cliffcentral.com. All right. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. It's uh, me and Jack McClanty to look after you today. It's uh, Tuesday the 6th of, 6th of February? Yep. 6th of February. Well, um, we got a lot of stuff to get to today. We've got Democracy 101 coming up in a short while. We'll be talking to the authors of this book, which is pretty amazing. It's called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yep. Exactly that one. Yep. So you got the, the different scenarios of South Africa and how it could all play out uh, during and post the election. Let's speak to Ray Hartley and Greg Mills about what exactly they've uh, plotted as our scenarios going forward. Yeah, or at least what they've seen in their crystal ball. Right. Yep. So I just want to start off with something else, um, and really something that's uh, hit us quite hard here at Cliff Central. We we have a small staff, only, you know, only a couple of us, and we all kind of check in on each other, and we know what everybody's up to, and when we go out and do stuff, we do it together, and... You know, there's this team that's been going out under Jack and Bafana and and Aaron and uh, Duma, and they were they were working hard last week. They were at all these different places yeah. all across the country with uh, VVIP, kind of asking young people what they're doing, whether they're voting, whether they're registered, what they might be thinking of for the future of their country, and and one of the the people on that team, and one of the people who's been on our Cliff Central team now for. For some time is uh, is Aaron Homolemo, I call him because that was he had like Aaron Double A AJ AJ uh, <laughs> Homolemo. Yeah, you know this guy was just like a really positive, amazing guy to work with. And yeah. I um, was in the office yesterday, and I heard that he'd been missing from Saturday night, and that they'd put out a missing persons report, and everybody was really tense and anxious, hoping to find out what was going on there. And we got the really bad news yesterday that he'd been in a car accident on Saturday night and that he hadn't made it. Yeah. Which is a horrible thing. I know it happens all the time in this country. I know it happens all over the world. You have accidents and accidents. Who knows what actually happens unless you were there to watch it. And I don't know any of the details. I just know that this guy was on his way to make an uh, even bigger mark in the world. Definitely. Talented and, and, and really creative, clever, energetic, lovely human being and mm. just taken from us way too soon. Yep. And because we're a small crew, you know, it's hit us all pretty hard. I mean, you know, Jane was uh, crying yesterday, Simpiwe, who, who knew him the best out of all of us. You know, the reason that we even got to know Aaron was because uh, Simpiwe used to catch a lift with him in the mornings. Yeah. And then he kind of became part of the, the team. And before we knew it, he was running most of the technical setup here for us. So it's been a very tough couple of hours mm. um, since, you know, Sunday when we realized he wasn't answering calls or messages. And, and as I said, I don't know any detail. And I don't know if I really want to, it's not going to make me feel better. It's not going to make many of us feel better. And I just, yeah, my heart goes out to his family yeah, and, and to all who knew him. Very special guy and, you know, keep going, dude. You've got a long journey still to go and you can forge a path for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, it's, it's 
there, there really isn't anything um, right to say at a time like this. It's just no. uh, we go through the emotions on a day-to-day basis. And I think it's, it's just about finding uh, the strength within just to keep going, you know? Um, as, as, as much as it sucks, you know, when, when someone like that passes on, you'd wish that you could, like, stop time a little bit just so you could compose yourself and get shit together so that you can keep on going. But unfortunately, time waits for no man. So we'll just keep pushing in his memory. Um, but what a guy. What a gent. Mm. It's, he, it's really unfortunate. He made his mark. I mean, definitely, you know, he, was, he, was, uh, he was here for a, a while with us, but he was already... And he put up this video. Oh, I uh, watched it last night. He put up this video that he made here on Friday. Yeah. Like just uh, walking around the office and walking around the garden and all of that stuff. In all white. He looked so dope that day. He looked absolutely amazing. Yeah, something. I know that we, we project back yeah. onto things what we want to feel. Mm. And we attach importance to things that at the time are not made with any desire to indicate like, you know, someone knows something that they shouldn't know. Or, sure. But it does it does feel kind of bizarre that there's this big hole now. Yeah. And I walked past his desk yesterday and I'm like... Uh, on Saturday night, actually, because um, we had started this culture of sending each other cool TikTok videos that we come across and... I hadn't opened it until like Sunday morning, um, by which point we started panicking because uh, he was supposed to be with us when we went to Maponya Mall and we couldn't get a hold of him, which was uncharacteristic of him. So yeah, Sunday was tough. Yesterday was even worse. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, we have to keep going. And... If you did know him and you were lucky enough to have, um, have known this guy, you'll know that we, um, we're going to miss him. Yep. He's going to leave a big gap in all of our lives. Anyway, we have to get on with it. We've got to do uh, some work this morning. We've got people to talk to and things to get to, and there's plenty of, uh, of news that we have to also pay attention to today. So uh, first thing is, apparently BUSA, is the, that's Business Unity South Africa, I'm never sure with all of these different organizations, which one is which, Neither which one I. actually wields any power, which one doesn't. Mm-hmm. All I know is that BUSA is under the leadership of what, Cass Kuvadia at the moment? Yeah. Um, and th- that's a name that you should recognize. Uh, the CEO of, of BUSA said the organization doesn't oppose equal access to quality universal health care, but said to the president, can you just hold off on this NHI bill? Who hasn't told the president to hold off on this thing? Uh, he seems to not be interested in listening um, because the the president probably knows deep down inside this is the last time that the ANC will be able to pass legislation without another party. Yeah. Yeah, because they won't have an, a, a, a majority. Majority, yeah, yeah. So they, sure. it's very much more difficult for them to make law. I think the president is 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 digging his heels in. So are his party. This is what they want to do. They want to... They want to push this, steamroll this thing through so they can say to the electorate just before the election, oh, but look, we brought you the NHI. Which, I mean, who believes that they're going to administer this well? They've screwed up everything else they've touched, but this will be the one. 
Yeah, like the, their track yeah. record does not bode well for them to uh, try do something of this magnitude. Like, and I, I, it's just really ill-advised. We are no, as a country, we're not in a position to actually get this thing going. It's, it's No, it's a disaster. It's it, an it, absolute disaster. Yeah, really, uh, to, to have the people who have mismanaged every other aspect of our lives in yeah. this country, to have those people now put in charge of... Our health, Our health as well. No, terrible idea. Absolutely. Anyone terrible. who has been to a public government hospital in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, mm. it's become particularly bad. Yep. Then you tell me if you would like those people to run all the rest of it as well. No, thank you. Right. I'll, I'll say that with my chest. No, thank you. And right. look, we all understand that medical costs are. Yeah, the, it, Pretty I, it's insane. expensive. It is. But this but government is not going to be able to reduce those costs. They aren't the solution, definitely no. not. If anything, they'll add to it so they can fatten themselves up. Even more. And uh, take a slice of the pie. You mm-hmm. know, uh, It's a bad enough. I know lots of people who are very suspicious of medical aids because yeah. they look at it and they go, well, they're charging me this huge amount of money every month, and it is expensive. Mm-hmm. Even if you go with the, vo- the most basic of medical plans, it's expensive. Yes. And you're taking that insurance out so that if you – uh, have an emergency if you need urgent medical care that you are covered because God forbid you should have no cover. Mm. But they wonder what happens to all this money and then the medical aids, uh, bad as they are, you, you you at least are part of a scheme where you can go and you can argue with them, you can fight with them, you can, you know, there's the, and most of the time, I, I say with reservation, but most of the time they'll look after you. Mm. But the the, the government... Even worse. No, you really no. think they're going to do a good job? Come on. I don't no. see it happening. So it, it really it bothers me that the president is in such a hurry to win a political uh, goal here. And I don't know if it will be such a big goal. Because for the people who don't already have something, what's going to make this the thing? I wonder. You know, it's like suddenly what? They're covered. They don't have any advantages now. And if the bill comes, it'll only start actually affecting their lives if it goes ahead. Let's say it's perfect and the, the government's wildest dreams come true and everything runs exactly according to their plans, which are sketchy, but mm. let's imagine it all somehow miraculously works out. It'll only start affecting people in any which way within two, three years from now. So there's no real political score here. Yeah, it's 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 just not gonna all, make, it's not going to change anybody's life. It's smoke and mirrors. Yeah, and so. uh, genuinely, I I I feel like they've seen the writing on the wall, and this is just for show. This is simply just so they have yeah, it's, it's some some it's exactly right. It's a uh, calling card that they can have once they go out campaigning in front of people and say, right. "Hey, by the way, we've also got this new thing that won't work, just like right. everything else." <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> work. Like, um, how about you get my electricity on? Let's start there. Like, can we do that, please? Why don't you guys do something that you you screwed up so you can fix, like yeah. the electricity situation? Please, can we just have that? Mm. And, and, and less cholera in our drinking water would be nice. Oh, my God. All right. So uh, the Senzomiyua trial, I had a – oh, wow. I had the most fascinating conversation with Pumi the other day after the show. It was last Thursday. And we sat in the, in the lounge here, and she was telling me her theory about what happened Okay. with the Senzomiyua trial. And it's – I mean, there's so many theories bubbling around on social media. We don't need to – 
add on to the music. No, we, and, and I don't know enough. And I kind of, at some point, I just zoned out. Truth be told, I was really invested, most probably, because I'm an Orlando Paris fan, right. through and through. And perhaps for the first six months after his death, I was like, they need to find who killed yeah. our number one. You think so? And then six months turned into a year, a year turned into two, two years turned into eight. And mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, what are we doing? And now that I think about it, um, in a couple of days, it'll be a year since AKA got killed. Yeah. And still waiting for that one to be resolved. Nothing's going on over there. I either. don't think there's been a single arrest. No, not one. No. Uh, we don't know if they have any leads, any credible no, leads. No, there's no they, desire. There's, to, nothing. there's no one's interested in solving this because there are a bunch of people involved who are dangerous. So and people would rather just, you know, and, and with Senzo Miyiwa, as I understand it, again, you know, this is not, I'm not going to paraphrase Pumi because I don't want to misquote her when she's, she was quite specific about what she thought had happened. But there's a whole lot of scenarios that are now starting to play out. And again, you can't fool everybody all of the time. Yep. So there are powerful people like Chico Twyla involved in all of this. Mm. Ivan Koza yep. must have been, you know, this is one of his players at the time. It must have, one of those calls right after it happened must have been must to have Ivan been to him. Yeah. And these are people who can make things happen. Yeah. And who have incredible influence on police, ministers, mm. the president. Uh, these are not like uh, people on the side who haven't, you know, have to go whichever way the wind blows. Yeah. And then there's Kelly Kumalo and there's her mother and it was at the mother's house and there are witnesses who don't make sense and then, then there are police who don't make sense. And then there are these criminals who've kind of said it was us who would be in jail anyway for a long time. It seemed like convenient scapegoats for whoever really did it. Yeah. It's it's all very very messy, so I don't know what to make of this, and I would be, I'd be the wrong person to give you any kind of. Same here. I haven't prediction. I haven't been keeping up with it for a very no. very long time, um, because you know, truth be told, it. I always think about how these very public situations have ramifications for the people that are not in the public sphere, so. If a case like that, where you've got someone getting killed in a room filled with people and it takes eight years to prosecute the case, what happens to me when I'm on a street in oh, Netherlands? Oh, you get thrown away. Like, you get what I mean? Yeah, I just get thrown away. Sorry. So it, Forget it, about it. It does <laughs> not make me feel any more comfortable yeah. Being in this country, thinking that if anything were to happen to me, God forbid, that I would be able to lean on the justice system to get me some sort of justice. Like, at this point in time, honestly, we, we need a complete overhaul from top to bottom. Well, I see a, a long comment here on the NHI bill from Victor Zigalala. It's the first time he's been in the comments, so I'm not sure if he's joining us for the first time this morning or if he is uh, being sent here by the politicians to try and stand. <laughs> South Africa has the best primary healthcare system in the world, he says. Mm. Hmm. The ho- okay. Okay, but then he goes on to say that the hospital stories we see in the media are sensational incidents. So all those people who queue up at Chris Hani Baraguanath, that's all just made up by the media? 
when was the last time he the went? People there? who are well, I, I don't know. But even if even if his personal experience is different, that doesn't mean that everybody else is lying. Oh, definitely, right? Yeah. Uh, I use the primary healthcare system. I'm always impressed when, God forbid, I go to the hospital. Well, okay, lucky you. You've had a good experience. It's like you know, some people uh, have have luck of the draw. I, I had a very good experience with the Metro Police the other day. Yeah. So I, I mentioned it on the show because yeah. it's such a rare thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, I even used the Vitz dentistry department, blown away by the state of the facilities as well as the diverse medical staff that attended to me. Okay, please do a show where you actually have to go through the primary health care system as a South African citizen. Hey, we're not journalists, dude, but there are journalists <laughs> who are doing this already. The beauty is that medication consultation is free. You just have to invest your time. There is no such thing, Victor. This, is, this proves to me that you're not very smart. There is no such thing as free. Mm. Someone somewhere is paying for something. Yep. Uh, there is no such thing as free. And if you think it's free, then you are the idiot. Because mm. you're going to need to pop out like two, three hundred bucks to get a file opened no, and but, all of no, that kind of stuff. But and, going, and there, is, there, are, there, are, there are people somewhere who are paying for it. Yeah, one way or another. All it sure. is, is they're taking money from here and moving it to there. It doesn't come from nowhere. Mm-hmm. There is nothing you can zero rate with no cost to... Yeah. You know, someone's paying for the doctors, mm. someone's paying for the medicine, yep. someone's paying for the building, someone's paying for the facilities, the equipment. And if it isn't you, Victor, lucky you, it isn't you. But you know what? It's someone else. Mm. It's probably me and Jack, actually. It could be. We're subsidizing you. Yeah. And by the way, uh, I'm very happy you had a good time, but just mm. keep in mind that's not everyone's experience. In fact, people will—they've got tons of yeah, horror stories. Yeah, but also this idea of like lived experience. So now we must take your lived experience as the truth, but we must ignore everything else. So the, the journalists are all in cahoots. They've got together. There's a big conspiracy theory. Uh, hundreds of people have all been told we're going to make this primary healthcare system look bad. You know, I mean, despite the fact that if you walk into any of these places as an individual, mm. it is highly unlikely you'll have Victor's experience. Very unlikely. Okay. Very unlikely. Uh, it's 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 amazing to me. He wants us to take his word for it, but he's not prepared to take the word of the people who actually have who've done the, the job, the job of going around to these places mm-hmm. day by day, not looking at it as just a patient, looking at it for patients who are not having the best experiences. Anyway, uh, the freeness is for the poor patients. I also pay my taxes. It's very pro poor. Yeah, but the fact is that doesn't come from nowhere. So you're putting a strain on the system. And if something is free for someone, that means it's hugely expensive for someone else. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand if you are you not are you not aware of the fact that you can rob Peter to pay Paul and you can rob Paul to pay Peter, but you can't pay them both out of nowhere, make money out of thin air. Yeah. So I, I think Victor, it's nice to have you on the show for the first time. Um, I'm sorry that we have to start with an argument. I hope you'll stick around, but you are you're not. Um, you're not a very smart guy, I'm afraid. Well, at so least you're not you showing can, your intelligence this morning. Yeah, hopefully you can learn. And uh, <clears throat> if you stick around on this show, you, you might end up uh, saying more sensible things. Mm, let's hope so. All right. Uh, in South Africa, says Ricky, the primary health care is disgusting. In fact, anything touched by government is disgusting. I worked as an auditor of municipalities with the uh, Auditor General. Our government is very good at neglecting. Mm-hmm. And Mel says, go and see the maternity wards. It's a horror. Not enough beds. Mom birthing. Mom's birthing on the floors. See, now these are, are you going to pretend these experiences are nonsense? 
Victim? And those those aren't journalists, by the way. No, these are just like you, people yep. who are listening to the show. Yep. Who've had experiences. If you want an honest look, says Slippery Pickle at our healthcare system, uh, look at the people who can't speak. The death rate among newborn babies per capita will give you all the data you need. There's blood on the health minister's hands. Mm. Mm. Definitely. But you know, he got something for free, so he's fine. He's only <laughs> thinking about himself. The EFF and the ANC's thinking is to drag everyone down to the lowest level, not to lift everyone to the highest level. Well, that's invariably what happens with systems that are formulated on the left is let everybody suffer equally will make it equally horrible for everyone in the country rather than try to make it better because that requires an effort we don't want to put in which is low frequency thinking it's it's That's it's the it reason yeah. yeah and it's 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 the reason why we are in the position that we are in and when you look at the size of these people we, and because we have a government of the lowest hanging fruit so we have people who are not very good at anything being given jobs because they're connected to other people. Who that are cater deployment. Yeah. So, mm, mm. Anyway. It's that cater deployment. And I mean, if, you're, if you are playing favors with uh, the country and positions and all of that oh, good stuff. Oh, wait, we're going we to say goodbye to Victor. And I'm so glad because I actually don't have time for this. It says, wow, such privilege talk. You can't spell privilege properly, but that's not surprising. <laughs> Gareth, you're such a privileged idiot. I don't know why, why it's a problem to be, you know, it's privilege. It's to grow up where, where, where you know, you to grow up with uh, parents who love you, to grow up with uh, some resources so you're not starving, yep. to be able to get yourself an education, uh, the ability to maybe start your own business. I think that's good. I'm not embarrassed about privilege at all. I think privilege is amazing. And if I could pass on that privilege to other people, perfect. And I, don't, I don't consider that an insult, Victor. So I know what kind of uh, nonsense narratives you've been raised in, but that's not how it works. He says, what is wrong with you? Goodbye. Well, let's give him a minute to get out. <laughs> I mean, like... No, no, this show's not for everybody, so... It uh, really isn't. But yeah. I, I, my, the most alarming thing about Victor is that he mentioned a bunch of things and didn't like your response. And now yeah. he's thrown a fit and then he's gone. Right. So and, anyway. uh, Sanele quite <laughs> rightly says, privilege is getting free health care, Victor. Well, it's not free because you, Sanele, and Jack and I, we've decided are paying for it. So bye-bye, mm-hmm. so, Victor. Bye, and, Victor. And take your free health care that we've given you, the rest of us in South Africa have mm-hmm. paid for. Yep. And I hope it, uh, you can get some kind of a brain transplant at some point because maybe that'll be the health care that you really need. Mm. Or just a severe ass whooping. Sometimes it helps. Seriously, sometimes yeah. you just need to knock some sense into yeah. someone's head. But you know, this, so I had this conversation with someone the other day. I want to know what you think of this. Yeah, is is like we we're so anti-bullying, mm-hmm. right? And I don't know any guy. I, I can't speak on behalf of all the girls, but certainly I don't know any guy who wasn't a little bit bullied about something at school. Because this is what guys do: is they'll notice Ugh. that you have a funny-looking small toe. Yeah. And then uh, you become, you know, Listen, the I, guy I with a small toe, uh, the funny small toe. You, you, you're, you're, you're a bit. Um, you're short, just like you're me. Sh- you're short. There you, you go. You even have it in your name. On, it, on, it, it, yeah. You put it in your Twitter and, and Instagram name, yeah, Jake, Jack Five Foot Four. Yeah, I, I, I right. carry it as a badge of honor. Because right. here's what happened: um, I went to a boys' school, and it, I had to figure out uh, where I stand on the picking order. That's what bullying does. 
Someone shows and up, and they're different pecking orders. They are different. Like you might orders. be really good at sport, yeah. So you get, you're at the top of that pecking order, but you you're could, shitty in the classroom. So there people you go. call you stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you you are, could be extremely funny. Yeah, and perhaps you're not that great in class, but everyone enjoys being around you. Right. So in Make terms of laugh. you get what I mean. Right. So right. people are a lot more willing to help you out in the, right. some of the things that you need to do, and then there are those that are physically. Uh, Dominating. So there are those that are at the top of the picking order when it comes to physical altercations. <laughs> so you typically stay out of those people's way. But every now and again, that person is going to try push you a little bit. And it's up to you whether you stand up to them or not. And if you don't have the chance, so the reason I even brought this up is because I had this conversation with someone the other day. We've gone in a direction where we're anti-bullying, which is good. We don't want people being beaten up and made to feel like they are worthless and tormented and yeah. tortured at school. Yeah. We don't want that. We don't want that in the workplace either. And I had a, a guest in at the end of last year who talked about bullying in the workplace. But the reality is like, unless you get a little bit of bullying, you never develop the social skills yep. to know when you've crossed the line. Mm. Um, if you are oh to know how to set up boundaries correct um, if 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 you're never equipped with the tools of feeling a little bit less than mm. uh, ashamed mm-hmm. uh, embarrassed if you don't get those tools at school level you will never develop them later on so you will end up being impossible to work with people yep. won't like you but they'll they'll shut their mouths because adults are much more diplomatic than children mm-hmm. like if children think you're being an asshole children will say you're being yeah. such an asshole yeah and then you will have to reform your behavior because otherwise you won't have friends at school mm-hmm. and you you can survive much longer as an adult without friends than you can with a, as a kid without yeah friends. so you develop a bit of a social sensibility as a result of not only being loved and having friends and and fitting in mm-hmm. but also when you're not Included. Yeah. The, I can tell you right now, I wasn't uh, included in certain circles at school and it taught me things. Yeah. I don't regret any of it. I didn't go home crying every day because I was victimized. Mm-mm. And I know there were some people who, who must have been. Sure. But there's a happy medium. So what we've done in society now is we've gone to the extreme of anti-bullying. And what we actually need is some, there's a little bit of bullying, a little bit of anti-bullying. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle is, is we need healthy. A balance. Yeah. And what I think has happened is that parents also think their kids are so fantastic and special yeah, uh, and need to be protected the whole time. And uh, these kids are just growing up in cotton wool and, and yeah. they are horrible people who no one wants to be around. And they are these just soft pushover, oh, horrible kids. no backbone, horrible. just, yeah, yeah. you know, noisy. And they entitled throw tantrums and, terrible, and, yeah. and it's just. No one wants to be around them. It's 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 terrible. And I sometimes I wonder what kind of adults they're going to become, especially considering, as you're saying, like now it's gone the complete anti-bullying thing. It's like, guys, truth be told, if you did not fall off your bicycle while you were trying to learn how to ride it, you wouldn't have learn continued learn learning how to ride it. Like it comes with the territory. Like it's it's just a um, a fact of life, whether we like it or not. And if you're going to mm-hmm. um, stop bullying in one way, trust me, kids are going to come up with a different way to bully you. 
And you're going to have to develop a thick skin at some point. You're going to have to d- develop the, the ability to stand alone when the moment calls for it. Sometimes you're not going to be accepted into all of the social circles, but that also teaches you how to stand on your own and be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so a couple of interesting comments from people. Uh, I thought this was an interesting one too. So Andre said, I had a leg operation at Steve Biko Hospital. Received excellent service. I pay taxes, best value for my taxes ever received. That's so let's great. Just, let's just be clear about this. I think, you know, we've spoken to a number of doctors over the years as part of what we do on the show when we engage with South Africans who are working in interesting places. There are a lot of tremendously hardworking, talented, and brilliant doctors. There are, and, and I'm talking about in the state system. Mm. Forget about private healthcare for a second. In the state system, there are. And nurses, by the way. Absolutely. Mm. And, and of course, there are going to be situations where people receive excellent healthcare. Yep. I'm just asking, are we going to trust the people who've mismanaged everything in the parastatals, who've mismanaged the government hospitals? And I'm talking about the administrators, not the doctors. Are we going to trust them now with one of the few things that really works in this country, which is private medical care? And remember, if you are one of these people who's very pro-poor, that nothing is for free. So guess where that's going to come from? It's going to be another burden on you as a taxpayer. Mm. They're going to take the money that you are saving as part of your medical health scheme. Yep. And they're going to then say, oh, you are not going to administer this or the health scheme is not going to administer this. We as the government are. Just think about what that means for you and then for your family and then yeah. for the people you work with and then for the people in the larger community that you're part of. And please appreciate the fact that it's just a thought before it becomes a reality. So Carl says he bullies his own children so they yeah. get a nice thick skin early. Mm. I need them to be tough. Yep. It's gone a bit far though. My seven-year-old will tune you, bruh. Yeah, you well, you see. Uh, Mapello makes a good point. He says, worst kind of kid is the one who thinks that you're joking when you say no because they're not used to hearing that word said to them. Mm. Yeah, I, I've met adults who obviously when they were children never heard the word no, mm-hmm. and they are the most incorrigible adults to be around. Yeah, but you know, uh, what I've figured out is when you kind of bark at them, they sit down. <laughs> you're, you're Seriously. Right. Like, I'm I, again, yeah? I'm not the biggest human being on earth, but... When so the time you push comes, back. yeah, you just push back just a little bit and see what happens. Okay, they'll I'm be shocked. <laughs> they'll I be like shocked. This. In you know, a deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. That's what they look like. Because like, they're not, they're not used to being. Yes, yeah, like how, how, wait, wait, wait. How yeah. how is he allowed to do that? What what's going on? It's like, oh no no no, we don't play that shit over here. Uh, Cheesy says, why don't they just integrate it into the private healthcare system and let them run it? Well, that's I think that's what Discovery were trying to convince the president to do, but. Who knows? Because they, they said they'll administer it. Yeah. They'll put it together. They'll be the ones who who make it work. Gavin says, uh, boys were ruthless, man. If you had big ears, your nickname forever would be Ura. Mm. Futa, if you had big feet. Mm. Tanda, if you had fraught teeth. These kids were close friends and it was a badge of honor at times. Well, I mean, the other thing that that has happened is that we've we've really set up educational facilities to work best for girls. You know, and, and girls pay attention for longer. Girls yeah. like sitting in a classroom together. They're more orderly. More orderly. Guys have uh, excess energy. Mm-hmm. 
They get uh, frustrated and irritated if they have to sit still for a long time. Mm-hmm. And you can see it because girls always get better results generally than guys do in academic situations, yeah. especially the way that we teach now. Mm-hmm. Um, and at university, we have <clears throat> and now a disproportionate system where there are more women at university than there are men. Yep. So if you talk to me about, again, that word that Victor brought up earlier, privilege, and men uh, end up doing the, the hardest jobs. Mm. And by that, I mean night shift, yep. dangerous jobs, outside construction jobs, outside mm-hmm. jobs. So we talk a lot about how, oh, well, there's a glass ceiling and women don't do as well. But we don't talk about that when it comes to the shitty jobs. We only talk about the good ones. Yeah. So it's like, how many female CEOs are there? And I'll there go, go, I'll say to you, well, how many women are there working on oil rigs? Zero. Zero. I don't hear you complaining and campaigning to be on oil rigs, mm-hmm. ladies. So it's a funny thing that that guys are, you know, <laughs> in so many ways we've accommodated women to a, a degree which almost prejudices young men in schools and universities. Yeah. And yet we're still sold this bullshit story about, oh, well, there's unequal pay and, oh, well, it's very unfair and there aren't as many women in the C-suite and there aren't as many women in, I don't know, CEO jobs and great big companies or acting jobs or whatever else it is. It's always the cool jobs, never the Yeah, it's it's never the not so glamorous stuff. Like for argument's sake, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, the, like some of the jobs that are done outside, like uh, in the sewers. I don't see too many women no. running to go do that. No. Uh, bricklayers, I don't no. see too many women running to go and do that. You mentioned the oil rig earlier on. Mm-hmm. and Horrible the, jobs. When you think Tough. about what happens on those kind of places, we were talking about bullying a, certain, uh, a couple of minutes ago, but like on an oil rig, the men there will test you. They're going to poke and prod well, at you up until so the reason I you even, either break. The reason I even brought that up is because guys and girls bond differently. And this is not some huge insight from me. This is obvious. Yeah. One of the ways that guys bond is we tease each other and we're rude to each other. To see if you can take it. Women are not. Women Women will be super nice to someone they hate. Yeah. And 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 girls, don't get me wrong. This is not true for all, all ladies. And I know that, you know, there are there are hard and fast kind of stereotypes which we should be avoiding. Mm-hmm. But there are some stereotypes that are true. Yeah. I know nothing sweeter than when some of the girls that I know see a girl that they hate and they talk to each other. It's syrupy. It's it's like the, they say, oh, hi, oh, my God, you look so amazing. <laughs> I love your hair. I love your dress. Meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile they're like, they hate each other. Yep. And guys are different. We we will say to our, we'll have the worst nicknames for our best friends. Yeah. And we'll be the rudest to the people we love the most. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like how guys, you know, they kind of punch each other a little bit verbally. It's how we get along. It's, it's, and, and, and it's women, how- women see that and they're like, oh, that's so horrible. Why would you do that? Meanwhile, they, 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 it's so dishonest about what they really think of Cause, other, I mean, other girls. I need to know that you can hang, Gareth. Like if yeah, if exactly. shit hits the fan, you're not going to start crying and run away. There you go. Exactly. If shit hits the fan at any point in time, I need you to know that you're going to do the handshake and then get right. to work. You know, like right. we we don't have time for this. And when you think about it, men and women live considerably different lives. Like we we don't look at things the same way. Yeah. So we're not going to express ourselves. That's the why same we're way. interested in each other. There you go. Different. Yeah. Anyway.
Look, uh, we're not going to solve that problem this morning. Uh, one or two of the other things in the news. Apparently, Zanzibar is running out of beers. So <laughs> Zanzibar and the other Spice Islands are facing a shortage of alcohol, which threatens the tourism sector. Tourism generates 90% of Tanzania's foreign revenue. Prices of beer have shot up almost 100% after the supply chain was disrupted by sudden change of importers. Damn. Island's tourism minister resigned recently, citing poor work conditions. Hey, at least their minister will resign when the, when, the, when things he's go not doing the, doing the job properly or when the department is failing or mm-hmm. something. He'll resign. When last did you hear of a government minister in our country resigning? Has has there ever been one? Don't think I, so. I, I, I can't, th- like, just of pure memory, I've got nothing. I have a feeling Zuelim Kizet did with that whole vibes Thing, whatever it was, with yeah, websites. he was pushed out. I don't think he willingly did it. But anyway, anyway, doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. The yeah. hoteliers have warned that the problems over alcohol supply might make the island lose its tourism shine. Local manufacturer of alcohols banned in Zanzibar because they are largely a Muslim part of Tanzania. Most mm. of the alcohol sold in the islands comes from the mainland, where it is imported from South Africa a of lot, all places. Time. So. Nah. I wonder what's going on there. The initial shortage um, early this year began when the Zanzibar Liquor Control Board delayed renewed permits for three established importers. Okay, so it's government, oh. it's it's administration that has screwed this up. Yep. It's not clear why the licenses of the three firms, which had supplied alcohol for more than two decades, was not renewed. Someone didn't get their kickback. That's yep. what you've got to look up. Yep. Look but that up. I actually wish something like that would happen in South Africa. I feel like a lot of us are just functioning alcoholics, if I'm being honest. <sighs> If, we well, drink you know, you a know lot. That, you know that's true because during the first few weeks of lockdown, mm-hmm. people lost their mind. Not about a disease that no. was going around. And yes, it was killing a few people, but... You know, not about their civil liberties. Either. No, they didn't care about that. They didn't care about all of their rights being stripped away from them in the name of uh, a, a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. They didn't care about... Um, how the we were they were, the, they weren't allowed the to leave their house after like 10 o'clock at night. They didn't yep. care about that. They didn't care about only being able to buy certain things in the shop because certain areas were considered like more dangerous for garden equipment. Do you remember that yep. nonsense? Yep. You couldn't wear certain shoes according to our government. You couldn't buy a Woolworths chicken. Mm. People didn't get upset about any of that. What they got nope. upset about? Alcohol. Right. And to a lesser degree, cigarettes too. But- we're talking about alcohol. Here's, and, and you remember all of those concoctions people were making? Like they were making uh, homemade oh, pineapple, alcohol. Pineapple, pineapple beer and, and water, water. Like really terrible stuff. It was, it was like, you know, when, when people make those, uh, that vodka in Russia yeah. out of petrol and mm. God knows what else. Blech. Right? Like, and, and it's, uh, at no point did we, as a, like, as a country, take a look at our relationship with alcohol and have a genuine conversation about it because I've, I've heard differing stats about where we rank in the world, but somehow I, 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 I've been told that we are in the top 10 of the Binge countries drinkers. that drink mm-hmm. on the planet. So it's like, I don't know, we need to take a serious look at this. And when you think about all the vehicle fatalities that happen or... The, the fact that, you know, our government does not uh, ensure that Metro Police officers do their job so no. that when someone is found under the influence, they don't just give you a hundred bucks and still drive away. <sighs> like, 
South Africa needs to take a serious look in the mirror about this alcohol. What I always found interesting is the is the number of uh, pedestrian deaths because of drinking. Mm. So we talk about cars because yep. it's easier to regulate cars on the road. It's easier to make rules and to enforce those rules. But there's no one enforcing rules on pedestrians crossing mm. streets drunk mm. in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And there, there are a lot of those in South Africa. We have we even have to put up huge fences between highways and urban areas and yeah. suburban areas because drunk idiots will do it in broad daylight, yep. which is actually safer than at night when you can't see them, crossing roads. And it's crazy. Um, in my neighborhood, in, in Midlands, like there was a time you'd actually get arrested for uh, public drinking or even, you know, public drunkenness. Really? Yeah, there was for a, a while. There was a time. I don't think so anymore. It, Mostly, that's what I'm saying. Seen it doesn't videos. happen anymore. You've seen these videos of the, the police asleep in the car with like a bottle of beer in their hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? There was this one video that was absolutely insane. This uh, one police officer got into a accident with his work vehicle with some poor civilian. And someone starts recording the video. He's... Uh, colleagues were trying to hide him essentially put him in the car but you can he was completely hammered and that's the country we live in welcome to Saura yeah well (laughs) Slippery Pickle says Maritzburg I don't know why but Peter Maritzburg used to have the record for the most alcohol consumed per capita out of any city in the world I wonder Uh, why uh, maybe it's a, a, a mix of like what a horrible place Peter Maritzburg is is it really that horrible no I so I went to primary school in, in Hilton and Maritzburg. And I do have to say, it's not it's not a city that's on the up and up. Mm. I mean, it was at that stage still okay. It's a long time ago. Yeah. But Christoph says, if you've been to Maritzburg, I don't blame them. Uh, that's what I'm getting at. Thank you, Christoph. <laughs> Quite right. I Jack, been your to name is the name of a whiskey. You need to take a look in the mirror and leave us and our drinks alone, says Sanele. Hey, Sanele, <laughs> I don't care where they put my name, bro. <laughs> But we need to have a sober-minded <laughs> conversation. All right. Um, well, I mean, you talk about alcohol. It really animates South Africans. We get very, very upset about anything to do with anyone coming in between us and our alcohol. Mm-hmm. I have to say, I'm still, it's now six days into February and a month of January. Not a drop. Haven't missed it. And you're doing just and, fine. And I'm not going to boast like I'm some kind of, uh, you know, I know there are people who are very addicted to alcohol and True. That's, that's a serious thing. Yes. For me, it was never like that. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier for me to give it up than if I were an alcoholic. But yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've got, I've got to, I've set this goal in my head that at least until the end of March, I'm not going to do it. Okay. And I just want to see what happens. Yeah. Physiologically. If I find... A, that people are hugely boring. Mm. I might have to start again. Okay. If I find that it makes no real difference, mm. because I never I never drank like that much. To excess, anyway. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I mean, I would drink, but it was like binging and it would be once a week and then it was over. But what I'm, I'm enjoying is like the no hangovers, mm. early mornings and weekends. Yeah. Um, not being so tired because I sleep better. Mm-hmm. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, interestingly enough, a couple of years ago, um, I got into psychedelics for the first time 
And my relationship with alcohol has waned ever since. Like, that's, and, and mind that's you, that's interesting. But do you think you've just replaced one thing with another? No, not even replaced. It's just um, what's like. Are we talking mushrooms? Mushrooms, yeah. Okay, that's and, interesting. A lot of people are doing those. Supposedly yeah. illegal, but I don't think anyone cares. Yeah, I don't care either. <laughs> uh, I did them at uh, Opikopi when they were still a thing okay. a couple of years ago. Wow, and, you started early. Yeah, and you know. What what I discovered was there are a lot more interesting stimuli out there in the world that mm-hmm. you could possibly use. And on top of that, uh, you know, alcohol doesn't really go well with my stomach. Like something happens every time I drink the following morning, like I get hungover in my stomach, which is not something mm. great to experience. <laughs> sounds, so Sounds horrible. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. So... Uh, <laughs> If I have a choice between uh, drinking or perhaps rolling up a joint, I'd yeah. most likely roll up a joint. Yeah, Nico says, I saw you on uh, with a tequila on Instagram the other day with Alan Ford. You can actually check with Alan and with uh, Leanne Manis and her husband because we were in that picture together. I actually just, I posed for the, they gave me one, posed for the picture with it and then I gave it to someone else. So you don't have to worry. I'm not cheating and even if I was, it's not like some hard and fast rule. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not someone who's trying to avoid uh, going into bad habits again. I'm just. I want to see what happens. Even even if I had had that tequila, which I didn't, mm. it would have made no difference because it would have been one in a, pa- a space of like a month, which I want to make three months, mm. as opposed to ten over a weekend. What I can tell you is, your first drink after three months is going to spin your world around. Really you think quickly. so? It's going to hit me hard. Yeah, it is going to hit you hard. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Vincent says, I like alcohol. I'm a weekend alcoholic. I don't see the uh, being hang- hungover during, I, I get high during the week. You've you got a lot of substances you're relying on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. again, I you don't- You're chopping and I, changing. I don't care. Matthew's taking the piss out of you saying we have a druggie on the show. Oh, kiss my well-rounded black behind. <laughs> That's a good response to anything. <laughs> Seriously. That's a good response. Come on. Uh, for some- Reason I prefer to drink during the week, says Lito. I don't. You don't find annoying people in bars and restaurants during the week. It's only mm. people that can afford it. People that uh, not people that spin for a living. Oh, okay, interesting. All right, very interesting. But then you are you drinking on your own? That's the problem I have. It's like Lito, if you're drinking on your own, yeah, mm. that's kind of sad. Yeah, and like how how do you make it to work during the week after drinking? Like maybe he doesn't have a job. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he has a job, but he's the only one who knows that he does that job. Or he works from home, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's a possibility. Uh, it's all. Listen, again, you bring up alcohol, it just it makes some it people t- it go, hits a nerve. suddenly wake up. Mm-hmm. You can talk to them about anything else. You'd say, well, are you voting in the election this year? No. I don't care about that. Politics doesn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. You're like, what... Um, what do you think if they banned alcohol? <gasps> no, no, God, you want to motivate people to go to the yeah. polls? Just tell them that this party stands for alcohol. That one doesn't. Yep, grab grab your uh, your cokey and a God, blackboard so we can draw <laughs> placards and doy doy. It's amazing what motivates people. It is. It is. It actually kind of points out, uh, you know, what what people find important and what people don't. And I think, look. You're free to do whatever the hell you want as long as you're not hurting anyone, as long as it's not to anyone's detriment. I've got no problem with that. Go ahead, do it. But 
be don't be sensitive when we bring up the conversation. Like, can we just have a chat about it? It's not that serious. Uh, people are not addicted to good things. They're addicted to horrible things. Although I have noticed that the gyms are quite full at the moment. Yeah. Have you noticed That's that? That's true. So I went That's last very night. True. I, I had such a busy day yesterday. I eventually got there at seven o'clock last night. And it was it was busy. There was there was so much going on. I couldn't do half the things I wanted to do because yeah. the equipment was being used. There were lots of people. And yeah. I thought, good, this is good. It is. Normally I'd be pissed off and irritated because I couldn't get what I need. But I looked around and I thought, these people are motivated. Mm. I am pleased with, I, I will smile at every one of them. I will be polite. I am thrilled that there are so many South Africans who are looking to get into shape. Yeah, Even if it only lasts another month, at least yeah. they're trying. Yeah. And it, it, it's forcing <laughs> the rest of us to get our shit together too. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because if you see how busy it is and you are not among those people. Ooh. And tra- take, take my and Jack's word for it here. There are a lot of people who have suddenly decided February's our month. Yeah. Because it's now the 6th of Feb. So somewhere between, you know, coming out of that hangover in early January, they've decided this is the month. It's February from here on, we're going to yeah. set new standards. There you Good. Go. Stick mm-hmm. to it if you can. Love it. Love it for you. Jade says alcohol is destructive in every way. Smoke a joint rather. That Jade, welcome to the family. Thank you. Welcome. Well, it, it, let's, let's leave the destructive part yeah. out of it. You know. Yeah. Every now and again, a drink is I, cool, man. I, I have, you know what? I really don't mind. What, you do whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to do hard drugs, you go ahead and do it. If you're hurting other people and you're hurting yourself, you should really stop. That's it. But I, I don't know that because I'm not in your life mm. and I'm not the police. Mm. And I don't ever want to tell anyone else what to do. I don't yeah. want to tell anyone what to eat. I don't want to tell anyone what to drink. Mm. I don't want to tell anyone what drugs to do or what to ingest that may be harmful to them. It's none of my business. Mm-hmm. I am totally disinterested in that stuff. Telling, um, people, yeah. t- telling people what to do. It's so stupid. That's that's what I'm saying. Like the my only thing is just don't bring any harm to any other people. Like if your goal is to harm yourself, by all means do it. I'm just saying don't bring other people into your nonsense. That's it. Uh, I use Alcogram, says Sneak to track my annual booze habits. It's quite useful and insightful. I don't, know, I don't know what Alcogram is, but it's amazing how many people are using these um, Fitbits. And we even yeah. spoke about it with Alison Bentley, the sleep doctor yesterday, um, because people are monitoring everything mm. about themselves. And I, I think that's probably good. On average, it's probably good. But I do think there's also a huge amount of time spent analyzing and analyzing and analyzing until the point where you're paralyzed. Yeah. Um, and so many people are wrapped up in themselves already. They, they're self-absorbed. Mm. Now they, they have statistics about to themselves them, yeah. to be even more self-absorbed about, I don't, I don't know what Alcogram is, but it sounds like it could be interesting. Yeah. So pay attention to that. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, Here's the last thing that I want to get to because this is a news story this morning. An independent body that reviews how the owner of Facebook moderates online content has said that the firm should f- uh, label fake posts rather than remove them. The oversight board at Meta said they should not remove a fake video of President Joe Biden because it did not violate the manipulated media policy. It said the policy was incoherent and should be widened beyond its scope. Ahead of a busy election year, the oversight board 
called for more labeling of fake material on Facebook. So this would be, you know, what, what AI and deep fakes can do where they could take footage and sound and they can make it look like, you know, Joe Biden is saying, I'm going to press the nuclear button on Russia. Mm. And he would never say that. Who knows with Joe Biden? Yeah, you never know. But he, he would never say that. You would think, you would hope. Mm. But then they make this fake video. Can you imagine the damage that might do if some like not particularly intelligent people in the bureaucracy in Moscow sees the see video? Because yeah. their job is to monitor TikTok or whatever. Mm -hmm. They see this and they think, oh my God, Joe Biden going to blow us up. And then suddenly you have World War III breaking out. You, you, someone has to be able to moderate and to be able to show us the difference between the fake stuff and the real stuff. Yeah. And Meta says, we must just label the fake material. I don't know if they're willing to do, or at least they're, they're capable of doing a good job at that. Um, I think the, the pandemic was an eye-opener, you know, particularly with these social media platforms about what was allowed to be said and what information was, yeah. you know, was was disseminated on these yeah. things. And I'm not sure if we can actually trust them to stop these fake uh, posts coming out. We or definitely can't trust them because these are the same people who just completely uh, obliterated some people's opinions because they didn't yeah. fit the, the narrative that they were instructed to carry. So mm -hmm. I, um, I'm a little bit nervous to trust anyone at Meta. I think rather let let stupid people do stupid things. Let them make stupid decisions. Let them not check their sources. Mm. And we'll just have to deal with the consequences, even if it does lead to World War Three. Well, it, are, we seem stupid to, people can do what stupid people do. Yeah, we seem uh, kind of distant uh, to get there in one way or another. Um, might as well get it over and done with. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's a little dystopian uh, nonsense for you this morning. Yeah. At least it came from people who, are, who have your best interests. Interesting. <laughs> well, uh, you know, all of these rich people in the U.S. are building bunkers. Perhaps we should oh invest God. in that too. Who knows? Do, you know, do you know where a lot of them are building their bunkers? No. New Zealand. Why It's New Zealand? so far from everything. Yeah. That if, if nuclear war did break out, this, well, this is the reasoning anyway. I don't mm. know if, it's, um, if it, this is the whole reason. But one of the reasons is because New Zealand is so far from everything. Yeah. And no one's no one's thinking of nuking New Zealand. Yeah. There's no, they're not enemies with anyone. Yeah, really. sure. There's yeah, no country that's like, oh, those New Zealanders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that. Kim Jong-un sitting there going, you know, if I get the chance to blow anyone up, it'll be New Zealand. Mm, nah, so no one's saying that. that's the place. Plus it's got fair amount of space especially on south island you've got um, mountains you've got the sea around you it's isolated mm. that would be the place to do it so a lot of these uh, tech billionaires are building these bunkers well amazing. when shit hits the fan uh, good Where luck would you in, rather in, be? In, I'd, 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 I'd definitely be in south africa i'm not going anywhere I am not going anywhere. But let's face it, Jack. It's also because we can't go anywhere. No, 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 no. Even if I could, let's <laughs> look. Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Right? Yeah. Even if I could, I'm with you. I wouldn't go anywhere. I'm with you. Like, don't worry. What are, what are you going you don't to have do? To explain it to me. I'm with you. What are you I'm going also, to? Also, I'm stuck here till the end. Come on. However, that end looks. We've uh, got in 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 Joburg. We've got a couple of sky, skyscrapers that you could probably take out. But after that. I'm running around so it's uh, with my people. We'll, we'll be fine. We'll I, think, I think if you uh, – you remember that movie 2012 with the 
the world is yeah, 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 flooded yeah, yeah. and there's uh, yeah, this huge shit that goes down and everybody dies and mm. they build these huge monster boats. And, yeah. And where do they eventually end up? South Africa. There you go. Is where they anchor at the end of the yep. world apocalypse. Yep. No, I mean, it's not science, but it was a fun movie and it did make me feel good about us. There you go. I, 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 like, <laughs> I like our chances too. Uh, Mary says, this is such a great thing to end, end the first hour on because we're going to be talking about Democracy 101 next. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be joined by Ray Hartley and Greg Mills, who are the authors of this book, which is called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And it's three scenarios of South Africa's uncertain future, which obviously unfolds in the course of the elections. But Mary says, um, morning, I would like, like to thank this very show, she says, for helping me to check if I'm still registered to vote. I got the SMS number here and I used it. It saved me the trouble of going to the stations. Thank you. So, wow. Awesome. That's great to hear, Mary. Fantastic. Uh, We need everybody who listens to this show and everybody who has not registered to vote to get in there and do it. Definitely. Definitely. Very excited. Yep. And I would love to have uh, as many people go and take part in the democratic process as possible because the very worst possible outcome for this country is that people lose faith in the idea of – yeah representative democracy yep uh, not you know if, if party x or party y mm. when there are obviously good bad and ugly scenarios which we'll talk about in the next hour but if you give up on democracy what are you going to replace that with yeah because every other option is do you just, want uh, uh, do you want president for life malema do you want no. uh, you know what kind of a system are you thinking of Ugh. what would be better than this i i can't i can't think of and one. then uh, one last thing from mapelo says PSA, since you were talking about card taping yesterday, if your phone is unlocked, anyone can use your Google wallet. No fingerprint or face ID required, and there is no in-app setting to lock it. So you have to be very, very sharp. Keep a lookout for that. that Yeah, Yeah, so keep your eyes open and also don't leave your phone open. Mm. I think that's the idea. All right, when we come back, we'll speak to Greg Mills and to Ray Hartley about their new book, Don't Go Anywhere, cliffcentral.com. It is a Tuesday morning. Democracy 101 is next. Don't go anywhere. Cliffcentral.com.